Welcome to Life Point. Pastor Tom is out this week, and Pastor Gary Moore will be sharing with us. May God bless your day. Here's Pastor Gary. Welcome to Life Point. I'm Gary Moore, and it's my pleasure to sit in for Pastor Tom this week. I'm talking about boundaries in marriage. Much of the material is taken from Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend's book, Boundaries in Marriage. We concluded yesterday's broadcast by saying we are not at the mercy of our spouse's behavior or problems. Each spouse can act both to avoid being a victim of the other spouse's problems, and better yet, to change the marriage relationship itself, even if your spouse is not interested in changing. But the process always begins with taking responsibility for your own part of the problem. We are both free agents. We have the freedom to respond, to make choices, and to limit the way our spouse's behavior is affecting us. We are not victims of whatever they do or do not do. God designed the entire creation for freedom. We were not meant to be enslaved by each other. We were meant to love each other freely. God designed us to have freedom of choice as we respond to life, to other people, to God, and to ourselves. But when we turned from God, we lost our freedom. We became enslaved to sin, to self-centeredness, to other people, to guilt and to a whole host of other dynamics. Boundaries help us to realize our freedom once again. In Galatians 5.1, Paul tells them to set boundaries against any type of control and become free. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. For love to work, Each spouse has to realize his or her freedom, and boundaries help define the freedom we have and the freedom we do not have. Marriage isn't slavery. It is based on a love relationship deeply rooted in freedom. Each partner is free from the other and therefore free to love each other. Where there is control or perception of control, there's not love. Love only exists where there is freedom. Three realities have existed since the beginning of time. Freedom, responsibility, and love. God created us free. He gave us responsibility for our freedom. And as responsible free agents, we are told to love Him and each other. This emphasis runs through the whole Bible. When we do these three things, live free, take responsibility for our own freedom, and love God and each other, then life, including marriage, can be a modern-day Eden experience. Something credible happens as these three ingredients of relationship work together. As love grows, spouses become freer from the things that enslave. Self-centeredness, sinful patterns, past hurts, and other self-imposed limitations then they gain a greater and greater sense of self-control and responsibility. As they act more responsibly, they become more loving. And then the cycle begins all over again. As love grows, so does freedom, leading to more responsibility and to more love. 
This is why a couple who has been married for 50 or more years can say that the marriage gets better and better as time goes on. They become freer to be themselves as a result of being loved, and the love relationship deepens. Remember, where there is no freedom, there is slavery, and where there is slavery, there will be rebellion. Also, where there is no responsibility, there is bondage. Where we do not take ownership and do what we are supposed to do with our own stuff, we will be stuck at a certain level of relationship and we will not be able to go deeper. Love can only exist where freedom and responsibility are operating. Love creates more freedom that leads to more responsibility, which leads to more and more ability to love. Another aspect of boundaries that makes love grow is protection. Think of your house for a moment. You probably have some protection around your property somewhere. Maybe you have a fence with a locked gate to protect your property from trespassers. Some people, if they were able, would come in and steal things that matter to you. As Jesus said in Matthew 7, 6, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. You need to be careful and protect yourself from evil. Most of you probably don't have a fence, but you lock your doors instead. However you do it, you have a protective boundary available when needed to keep the bad guys out. But your lock gate or door is not a wall either. You need to be able to open the gate or door when you want to invite good guys onto your property or into the house. In other words, boundaries need to be permeable. They need to keep the bad out and allow the good in. As it is with your house, so it is with your soul. You need protective boundaries that you can put up when evil is present and can let down when the danger is over. There is a lot of misunderstanding about boundaries. Some people are against boundaries because they see them as selfish. Other people actually use them to be selfish. Both are wrong. Boundaries are basically about self-control. Dr. Cloud relates the following conversation with a client. I set some boundaries on my husband. I told him that he could not talk to me that way anymore, and it did not work. What do I do now? Dr. Cloud responded, What you have done is not set boundaries at all. What do you mean? It was your feeble attempt at controlling your husband, and that never works. Dr. Cloud went on to explain that boundaries are not something you set on another person. Boundaries are about yourself. Dr. Cloud continued, My client could not say to her husband, You can't speak to me that way. This demand is unenforceable. But she could say what she would or would not do if he spoke to her that way again. She could set a boundary on herself. She could say, If you speak to me that way, I will walk out of the room. This threat is totally enforceable because it has to do with her. She would be setting a boundary with the only person she could control, herself. When you build a fence around your yard, 
You do not build it to figure out the boundaries of your neighbor's yard so that you can dictate to him how he is to behave. You build it around your own yard so that you can maintain control of what happens to your own property. Personal boundaries do the same. If someone trespasses your personal boundaries in some way, you can take control of yourself and not allow yourself to be controlled or hurt anymore. This is self-control. And ultimately, self-control serves love, not selfishness. In the physical world, many boundaries define property and protect it. Fences surround homes. Homes are built in gated communities. Most homes have doors and locks. In the old days, people even had moats with alligators. In the non-material world of souls and relationships, boundaries are different. So God has equipped us with special boundaries for the interpersonal realm. Let's look at some. The most basic boundary is language. Your words help define you. They tell the other person who you are, what you believe, what you want, and what you don't. Here are some examples of words being used as boundaries. No, I don't want to do that. No, I won't participate in that. Yes, I want to do that. I will. I like that. I don't like that. Your words, or lack of them, define you to another person. Truth is another important boundary. God's truth and principles provide the boundaries of our existence, and as we live within this truth, we are safe. Here are some truths that help define the structure of how we are to relate. Do not lie. Do not commit adultery. Do not covet. Give to others. Love one another. Be compassionate. Forgive. Remember, marriage is God's design. So as we structure our relationships around God's eternal truths, our relationships succeed and thrive. When we cross these boundaries, we lose the security that truth provides. In addition, being honest and truthful about ourselves and what is going on in a relationship provides boundaries. Not being truthful to one another gives a false impression of where we are as well as who we are. As Paul says in Ephesians 4.25, Each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. If we are not being truthful with each other, our relationship goes into hiding. Then, instead of one real relationship, we have two relationships. The outer relationship, which is false, and the inner, hidden relationship, which is true. Intimacy is lost, and so is love. Love and truth must exist together. God has given us the law of sowing and reaping to communicate what is acceptable and what is not. If we just use words, others sometimes do not get the message. In fact, people in denial are deaf to words or truth. They only respond to pain and loss. Consequences show where our boundary line is. Some spouses need severe consequences, like separation. Others need less severe ones to define important boundaries. Here are some of these. 
canceling a credit card, leaving for the party alone when the perpetually late partner doesn't come home by the agreed-upon departure time, going ahead and eating dinner when a spouse is late for the thousandth time, ending an abusive conversation, refusing to bail someone out of a jam because of perpetual irresponsibility, like overspending or not completing work on time. Well, our time's gone for today. Join me tomorrow as we continue to look at boundaries in marriage. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.